This is indie recording artist Nikki Chris, and you're listening to the David Bowers. Wait a minute. He didn't even play my song today. And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me. I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. And thank you once again, the legendary John Bon Jovial. So glad to have you with us, and glad to have you, our listeners, with us, joining us for another hour of music and getting to know some great indie artists. We've got a couple of good ones for you. We have a returning guest. And uh, actually, they're both returning guests who have been here over the past few years, and we'll get to them in just a few minutes. But first, we've got a new track I want you to listen to. I think you're really going to get into this. They call themselves Derek Dove and the Peacemakers, and the tune is When Did I Get Old? get old when did everything change I don't recognize this world I don't remember this pain did time speed up or did I slow down when did I get old it's all behind me now Used to fly so high and not fear a thing. I was ten foot tall, everybody knew my name. But the world keeps turning, statues begin to fall, and now I'm just a man who used to have it all. When did I get old? When did everything change? I don't recognize this world. I don't remember this pain. Did time speed up? Or did I slow down? So when did I get old? It's all behind me now. Another one rise while 
in upstate New York. You'll find them on YouTube, Disruption Network, and uh, our buddy Z hosts that every Monday, Music Monday, local Music Monday on the Disruption Network. So we, uh, we want you to check out some of the good stuff, especially our friends back in upstate New York. Well, what do you got, John Bon Jovial? Well, thank you, David. I want to tell you all about Good Pods, or perhaps maybe they should be called Great Pods, because you're going to find the greatest podcasts in the world, including us, the David Bowers Awards, on Good Pods. Good Pods is a place for you to listen to all your favorite podcasts, including ours. It's also a way for you to organize the way you like to listen to your podcasts. You can tell your friends all about the stuff that you're listening to. But the great thing about Good Pods is that they really do believe in the indie broadcasters, people like us. So we want you to check out Good Pods. If you're not sure how to find them, all you got to do is go to Google or Bing and look up Good Pods, and it's going to take you right to it. Good pods for the best podcasts in the world, including us here at the David Bowers Awards. David, back to you. Thank you, John. Our first guest is standing by, and we're going to talk with her very shortly, right after we listen to a tune that uh, she introduced on this show back in January. Her name is Tatum Shoesmith, and her song is Are You Clapping?
Yeah, it's decently electric. I guess I kind of think of it as pop also in a way. Yeah. I think I would lean a little more pop than dance electronic because it doesn't really accentuate the electronic nature of it. And uh, I don't know about yeah. you, but I'd, I'd have a tough time dancing to that. John Bon Jovial. Would you be able to dance to Are You Clapping? <laughs> well, seeing as I can't dance for... That's well, why I, I asked say you, it, yes. but Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Tatum, welcome back. It, it really is pretty cool to have you back on again with us. Dave and I, were we were talking about the, the classification, if you want to call it that, of this song uh, while it was playing. And you may remember from the first time you were on, I never get to hear the music until we actually put it on our air. So... Uh, you know, we can get a you know good visceral gut reaction, if you will, from me. And I'm listening to this, and I'm I'm asking uh, David, uh, what is this? Is this is this? I don't know if I'm saying it right. Is it emo? Is it uh, you know dance music? Is it you know what what is this? Uh, and I'm asking in a way because I, I kind of like it. Um, found myself tapping my toe to it, but well, you know I'm a dinosaur. I grew up listening to the Paul Butterfield Blues Band and the Grateful Dead and and uh, and the Yardbirds and and this you know kind of old psychedelia rock and roll. So to hear something like this, not much of it will make me pay attention because so much of it is, uh, at least as far as I'm concerned, is really not that good. This is an exception. I, I really do like this and I, I like what you've done and it, it it is nice to see the progression that you've made. Uh, in all this time with the advent of this particular song. So well done, my dear. Well done indeed. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And John, you will be interested in knowing, I'm going to let a little hint out here. Her new release leans much more towards the jazz side of it. So uh, you may like that even more than this one. This was uh, the thing about this song, about Are You Clapping, is it's catchy. It's one of those contagious things that, I don't know. You know, some people will jump right on it and say, hey, wow, that's great. Other people might be a little hesitant, but they will listen again. And the more you listen to it, the more it kind of catches your imagination, uh, kind of an earbug that will be sticking away in the back of your mind there, uh, which is not a bad thing. Getting people to come back and listen again is uh Hey, that's the biggest part of the deal right there. If you can do that. No, it, you it's, it's definitely wormy. It's definitely wormy. I want to hear it again. I, I really do. I want to hear you say wormy again. <laughs> wormy, 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 wormy. <laughs> I believe that's the first time I have ever heard, I know on this show, the first time I've ever heard anyone call music wormy. And we've used the expression <laughs> earworm, you know, but uh, wormy—that's <laughs> that's one that'll go down in the books. And, and Tatum, you can write that down. That happened on your second appearance on the show. Well, let's hope yes, there will well, be a third. <laughs> let's hope there will be a third. Tatum, as an actress and as a singer, how do you how do you divide your time? How do you focus your attention? between your acting and your music? You know, it honestly balances itself out better than I would expect it to. Maybe I've just gotten lucky, but I think experiences from acting, you know, usually end up helping towards songwriting. And when there's dead moments with acting stuff where you just, you're not getting sent as many auditions and things like that, or the waiting time, you know, you can work on music in that dead space. So it just kind of 
it usually ends up working out, which is really, really nice. I bet it is. And I can tell that you have a, you have a knack for being able to do that. And that that's a wonderful thing because it makes it easier for you. You don't have to sit there and arbitrarily say, okay, now tomorrow I've got to sit down and write some music. You can kind of go with the flow and do what comes to you. And I know if I read correctly in your notes somewhere, uh, you've also decided you were going to learn Korean. Yeah, I've actually been learning Korean for about three years. I should be better than I am right now, but <laughs> I chose to kind of teach myself. So I, I took the hard road there. But yeah, it's, it's been fun. I love learning languages and the different cultures, different foods, different customs. I just think there's a whole world out there to learn about. So That is really interesting. In addition to acting and writing as well as performing music, you have taken the time to learn a foreign language and not an easy one from what I hear. I'm not by any means an expert on it, but I have heard that Korean is not an easy language for English speakers to learn. So uh, would you agree with that or did you find it easy? I would agree that it is difficult for English speakers um, to learn, but I do think it's, it was definitely a good choice to start off with because Korean does have an alphabet rather than like symbols or things like that. So it, it made it easier. It's not like a tonal language. So there's some mm-hmm. easier aspects to it. Thankfully. Very, very <laughs> good. I don't no, think I've learned so much. Well, I don't know how much you've learned or how well, but you're, uh, yeah. you're laughing about it. You're not getting upset like the fact that it's frustrating you and, you know, driving you up a wall. And that's a good thing. I, I really, I really am impressed by your, not only, your talents, but the fact that you handle them so well. You you don't let music interfere with acting or the other way around, and you don't let things like your vocations or avocations interfere with your learning and uh, broadening your horizons. I I think that's wonderful. You have a you have a great handle on life, and I think that no matter what happens, whether you soar as an actress or you become uh, one of the top singers, songwriters in the world or whatever. I, I have this feeling that you're going to handle it well, don't you, John? Oh, you know, with, with talent like this and, of course, the confidence that it takes not only to do acting but to speak a language which most people wouldn't even think to learn because when it comes to languages, you know, yes, I speak Spanish, I speak French, I speak some German. Uh, how many people? I don't know anybody that speaks Korean. Uh, so I I think that's wonderful. Yeah, with confidence like that, you know, how can you not go far? <laughs> well, I I will sure try. I don't. I think you guys are giving me too much credit here, but I. But thank you. <laughs> no, I I would say sincerely, I would say just keep doing what you're doing because uh, I can't think of a manager I know that could direct you better what you're doing right now. You seem to have a good handle on it. You just keep doing what you're doing, and I think you're going to be all right. I I don't know. You probably haven't planned a trip to Korea right yet, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, some touring isn't coming up in the future. Do you do any touring with your music right now? I don't. I don't do any touring. Honestly, I'm just kind of trying to get 
started on things. I don't know. I, I, I definitely didn't think my first single would go over that well, and it just kind of all moves so quickly. So I think I'm just trying to get a grasp on the music world and what direction I want to go towards. Yeah, there's just a lot of figuring things out and learning because I definitely didn't grow up grow up around anyone who knew the industry or has been involved in it. So it's been quite a bit a learning process. So yeah, no you know, no hurry, but maybe maybe someday. Mentioning what you just did about not having grown up around uh, the music industry, how did you get started? Obviously, you had an interest in music when you were younger. How did that progress to the point where you did wind up in the music industry? Well, it really happened because I was into acting first, and I met quite a few people through, um, like, short film festivals and things like that. You just kind of make connections with other actors, directors, and I met a director who kind of led me in the direction of my promoter and things like that. So, yeah, it was just like a bunch of connections that started with acting. Otherwise, I don't think I would have gotten into this this That's industry. Yeah, kind of all, it all moved fast. So, Tatum, that brings up an interesting question. At least I'm interested, I'm sure our listeners are, since you did not really get started with any intent of being in the music industry, how did you grow into music industry from, obviously, you had an interest in music, but how did you get involved in it? Well, I I started writing songs and lyrics when I was in high school, and I would, like, make, like, garage band songs on my, my uh, iPad. Obviously, those weren't too great of quality, but eventually going to enough acting things like uh, short film festivals, things like that, you meet a bunch of people, you make a bunch of connections. And, yeah, one thing kind of led to another, and one person led me to my now promoter. And, yeah, he's been great and has gotten me some great promotion and gotten my name out there. And now I'm here. So just a lot of... A lot of connections just through acting, I guess. You've made a very good point. A couple of weeks ago, we did a show. I have a a recurring feature we do on the show called Rockstar 101, where we get experts in the business to come on and tell us how to, what you need to know to make it in music today. And one of the things, what we featured a couple of weeks ago was what they call networking. And you are a prime example (laughs) of how well that can work. I mean, that was a uh, that was a total endorsement of the theory right off the bat, and I salute you for that. It is not something that all the young artists know, but you seem to have a real good handle on it, and it's worked very well for you. And uh, getting mixed up with that uh, that guy Michael over at MTS Records uh, is not a bad thing either, because Michael's a great guy. He's brought a lot of artists to us here on the show, and we are really glad he did because everybody has nothing but nice things to say about him. So you're in good hands there. Tatum, what's coming up in the near future for you? What do you got planned for next year? For next year? Wow, that's a that's up there. You know, I, I hope to release some new singles. I've been working on some new songs recently. 
uh, coming out soon. I'm actually releasing a Christmas song. It's uh, not studio quality. It's just something I kind of made for fun because I'm a huge Christmas person. So I just want to release something cute and fun to listen to for the holidays. But, yeah, this I next like year, it. who knows? Thanks. I like <laughs> the idea about the Christmas song. Uh, you get it ready. Drop us a copy of it because uh, we're putting together our Christmas show and uh, usually try to use music from our guests when they do do Christmas music. So I'd like to have a copy of it that we could use on the show. Yeah, that would be great. I'll totally send that to you. Fantastic. Fantastic. Now, we're running out of time real quickly here. So if you would, please, one, tell the folks how they can follow you online, keep in touch with you, and get your music. Yeah, well, um, pretty much any sort of uh, social media. My my name's kind of unique, so I don't have to switch it up too much when you look me up. So it's just Tatum Shoesmith for most things like Facebook and YouTube. Uh, my Instagram is at T S H O E two three, so T Shoe two three. Um, and yeah, you should be able to find my music on all streaming pla- platforms too. Very good. And in the seconds we have left, tell us about your new song, which is, as I mentioned earlier, a uh, much leans much more toward the jazz angle. Tell us about this. Yeah, yeah. I went with a jazz song this time. It actually came up because a friend, actor, director of mine, brought up an idea she had for a film. It's a silent film set in the 1920s. And she was telling me about it, and she was like, do you think you'd want to make a song? I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is perfect. I've always wanted to make a jazz song, and this gave me the perfect opportunity to do so. So, yeah, the new single is called This That. Uh, I kind of wanted it to have that sort of old vibe to it, so it doesn't sound, like, super clean and perfect. It just sounds like an older jazz song, which personally I enjoy, and I love hearing the instruments in it. Beautiful. We do, too. I know John's going to love it. Ladies and gentlemen, she goes by the name of Tatum Shoesmith. And here she is with her latest release, This That.
Oh, I love that sound. I love it. This, that. Tatum, Shoesmith, and uh, what a throwback sound that is. We really appreciate Tatum coming by. And don't forget, if you like the music of any of our artists, don't forget to add them to your streaming playlists. Wherever you stream, add their music to it. And uh, stand by, because we have another returning guest coming up next, who goes by the name of Max Sheldon. And he'll be joining us in just a few minutes. First, we're going to give you four minutes of his tune called Heal Again.
again. That's Max Sheldon, who's here to talk with us. Welcome back on the show, Max. Oh, thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. It's always good to talk to old friends and, you know, kind of hear how they've progressed since the last time we talked to them. It was a, a little bit ago the last time you were here. It is really good to talk with you again, Max. And you've got this new music out. We definitely want to talk about that and the new album. Tell us first about this track we just played, Heal Again. Um, and by the way, great to be back. Thank you. This is uh, kind of a lot of uh, stuff going on. The topic is kind of about addictions, maybe of some friends, maybe of growing up. You know, there's some uh, a lot of things like that in the world going on that just seems to be tough. I try to have it be, you can take your own, if you can kind of have your own um, thoughts, you know, like your, sure. you know, somehow you can relate it to your life, you know. Right. And that's that's how a lot of artists do interpret their writings. They draw from personal experience or at least something they're familiar with and go from there. And it is, it's up to the listener to how they're going to interpret that. John? Yeah, well, Max, again, uh, just to kind of echo what Dave just said, uh, it is really tremendous to have you back on the show again. So it's it's very cool that you're spending some time with us. But as far as the uh, the song is concerned, Heal Again, are, are you maybe brushing on, because I've only heard it once so far, and uh, you know I was distracted. I didn't have a chance to listen to it real closely. But are you talking about perhaps childhood memories, uh, memories as a young adult, inter, you know, interfacing with your friends uh, or lovers. Elaborate for me. Yeah, so um, maybe a little bit of sort of sort of that, you know, uh, like it's definitely a darker uh, tune, you know, but it's kind of lost. I don't know. There's a music video for it. Basically, there's a like a monster chasing this guy through this whole thing. And uh, I don't want to – spoiler alert, I hopefully if anybody's out there seeing it, maybe they can <laughs> check it out. Spoiler alert, at the end, he doesn't get away from the monster, at least not at that time. Okay. Um, but then it kind of – it goes along into other stories. You know, just people just trying to, like, get over themselves and, and get through the things that they have. Get through life. You know, yeah. yeah I can understand the obstacles of, Now, you mentioned, you mentioned the Led Zeppelin influence. I'm hearing something – I'm picking up on a little moody blues type of sound there, dude. I love that. It's not on purpose, but I'm, but I definitely uh, appreciate them for sure. There's definitely some of the instrumentation in there that the moody blues uses, because they got they use a lot of that Mellotron stuff, and I got a lot of that in there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I like the moody blues a lot. There's well, a certain, certain lushness to the uh, to the production quality of, of the music, and that was one of the first things that I picked up on. Uh, my comment uh, today prior to the interview was that uh, th there's a really heavy moody blues influence in here, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm in your camp. I, I love that band. Uh, they've always been one of my favorites. Oh, great band. Seriously. I, you know, and bands like that, too. Early progressive rock sort of influences. I mean, at least that's what's in my head, you know. At least, that's at least where I was, what I was thinking, you know. Sure. Kind of heavier. It's all moody, really. The whole thing is a big moody piece i was hoping that if people listen to it they could spin the whole thing and it's kind of a up and down and i'm not a completely moody person it's just i've always kind of liked that sort of introspective you know something you can listen to and just sit and listen to it it's maybe you don't you can't dance to it maybe you can't headbang to it or whatever you want to do or 
but but there's kind of that sort of a continuum uh, feel, you know. You know, it, you say that it's got a moody feel to it, but would you consider it to be an angst piece? Mm, I'm not sure about that one. Um, maybe, maybe. So in that cover of the album, the guy's standing. There's a guy standing in front of the woods. That he's not in the woods, but he's going to go in the woods. And in the woods, there's all these monsters and things. But he has to go through. He has to. So that's kind of the point is knowing that it won't be easy, but to do it anyway. So so that's what the whole album title, Light in the Darkness, basically was just about finding that, you know, in, in, a, in a darkened place to find the sort of the positive side, which is hard to do. So and I, and I think yes. that was... A lot like you know. real life. <laughs> now I know what you're saying. Yeah. Now what's what's the title of the album, Max? So the title of the album is called A Light in the Darkness. A Light in the Darkness. That says a lot of it right there between that and your description of it. I get a pretty good idea. Now, I've heard these two tracks. I am going to have to sit and listen to the rest of the album as soon as I can. Wanna get uh, wanna get caught up with you now. It's been a while since you were on the show. Uh, what do you what are you working on now? Where are you going with your career from this point? I, I'm working on another thing. So I got this whole other very light, uplifting sort of different kind of music that I also work on, and it's kind of like you know singer songwriter kind of reggae stuff. Um, it's very fun, uh, more love song, you know, light, upbeat. You know, it's the opposite of this. So I do. <laughs> I do have the sort of a uh, reverse of this as well that I, I kind of like. I kind of feel like I need it, really. So I'm kind of working on that, and that's going to be something that I'm hoping to put out this summer. You know, this sunshine vibes, fun thing. I'd love to keep doing the rock thing, but there's not really a lot of places for me to to have that out there in the world, you know? Um well, that- that was a question I was going to go to next with you because I know you are playing around upstate New York, and I was going to ask you how the uh, how the schedule is going, and are you getting a lot of play dates? What types of places are you able to play up there? Well, I do. I play a lot of, uh, you know, like I'm playing tonight. I got a gig Wednesday, and then I got a, a couple over the weekend. But so when I do that, I do more like uh, covers, party party music stuff um sure i would i would love to do my music and have it be something that people want me to come play (laughs) but it's i found that to be different i'm trying to get back into that more and have it but i don't want to mix the two worlds up they're just completely different worlds you know we're rapidly running out of time max and i do want to make a point don't be as long coming back to see us maybe next year when you've got the new album out, you could give us a holler and we'll get together and share some of the tracks of that one. Before we let you go, be sure and tell the listeners how they can find you, how they can contact you, and of course, how they can get your music. Absolutely. And I, uh, I honestly, I could talk to you guys about the Beatles all day. <laughs> I mean, it would, uh, we'd all, I would all run out of time probably at that point, but, um, so, um, uh, I am, uh, so I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Spotify, and um, I'm on uh, 
uh, iTunes, TikTok, YouTube. I got a bunch of videos for this album that just came out. Um, you know, the one that we're talking about. Um, right. And, and tell them again uh, what and the yet, title of the album is. The title of the album is A Light in the Darkness. It's a progressive rock, heavy metal journey through the forest of, I don't know. That's a pretty good description <laughs> you know? right there. The rest of it you got to listen to. It. you got to listen to it make up your own mind. Yeah. Max, I love you. Thank you so much for coming to visit us. And we do look forward to coming back again. We'd love to hear the new album, so keep in touch, okay? Absolutely. That sounds great. Great. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Max Chaldon from beautiful upstate New York, my old home stomping grounds. Always good to talk to homeboy there. Thank you again, Max Chaldon, ladies and gentlemen. And here he is with Lost in Nowhere. Okay, we are clear. Far out. Sweet. Fantastic, cool. Max. I seriously, I could have yeah. talked to you guys about the Beatles for longer than we have any of us have. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> but it was great to hear about Max, and uh, I, I love the new music. What I've had a chance to listen to, I did not. I was got busy over the weekend and didn't get a chance to listen to the whole album. But I love the new stuff, and uh, of course, I'm a uh, I'm a moody blues lover too. So that part didn't hurt my feelings at all. Well, I really did try to do, like, uh, I don't want to say retro necessarily, but I really did try to do, um, you know, it's a new record and it's a new, there's new, it's new production value, but mm -hmm. I tried to have, I tried to have old songs and old, I say old, but like just older styles incorporated, a little classic right. rock in there, a little, little uh, progressive rock. Maybe like a tiny little bit of Jethro Tull in there, maybe a little, mm -hmm. I don't know, just stuff like that that I just, that I really like, you know. So. Well, that's, that's a good thing. You're, you're using the music that influenced you to create your music, so it's natural. There will be some threads of what you listen to and what you drew from in there. And, uh, hey, that's a natural thing. And uh, as we've always said, you give them good music, and it'll find the audience. So you keep doing what you're doing, Max, and do keep in touch with us, please. Max Sheldon, everyone, and here he is with Lost in Nowhere.
I'm not sure. Is that the end? <laughs> I'll tell so you what, far out. You listen to Max, <laughs> and then you listen to his music. You'd never believe it's the same person. Max Sheldon from upstate New York, thank you so much for coming back and visiting us with, uh, with us, Max. And thank you, Tatum Shoesmith, for joining us also. We thank you both, and uh, we want you to keep in touch because you're part of our family here on the David Bowers Awards. Listeners, don't forget, you like our guest music. Add it to your streaming playlists online. They'll love you for it, and you will too. John Bon Jovial, I'd love you if you took us home. Well, I was thinking of stopping at the Dairy Queen first. Is that okay? Oh, I can deal with that. Yes, I can. I can definitely <laughs> deal with that. <laughs> well, hey, folks, you've done it again, and we are forever grateful as we are every single week. You have spent another perfectly good hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards, and. Uh, seriously, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from our studios in Augusta, Michigan, and from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. And we are available for free on most of the major streaming services. This is kind of cool. You can support the David Bowers Awards by clicking the Support This Podcast link on our Spotify podcast page. If you do that, that'd be cool. We'd really appreciate it. Be sure to join us next week for the David Bowers Awards, Saturday, on WRFZ FM 106.3 on your FM radio dial in Rochester, New York, otherwise known as Rochester Free Radio. And if you're out of their listening range, then you can pick them up on the Internet at rochesterfreeradio.com. And that happens every Saturday at noon Eastern. You can also, uh, there's another place you can find us, Blog Talk Radio. Well, that's where this thing all got started. Blog Talk Radio, every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 7 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for the David Bowers Awards and all the crew of morons and rejects that work here at the Radio Ranch, I am yours truly, the absolutely legendary, no argument about that, John Bon Jovial saying, be good to yourself. Wash your hands. Dave and I will see you here next week, right here on The David Bowers Awards. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.